0: Third time. Good morning, everybody. Hope you are doing well. You're listening to an educated life. I am one of your hosts, Minzu Choi. To my left is Grant Burns. How are you doing, Grant?
1: I'm doing so well. I'm glad to be here. This is this is a lot of fun.
0: This is a lot of fun. Mm. And I know who's going to make this really fun this morning. To my right, mm-hmm. Christina Vander
1: Eems. Oh my Hello. gosh! As <laughs> I live and breathe. As I live and breathe.
2: Yes, I am here. I'm excited be it'll be fun. Christina thanks I so I much for being anything. here. Oh my goodness, it's going to be
0: so great. I think we should have a moment of silence for um infants and rusty nails. Oh. Poor just for like a Etta. second. I know. I'm so sorry.
2: She's okay. She's
0: How okay. are you doing?
2: We're good. She's just um well, she can't crawl or oh walk. No. <laughs> or it's really interesting. We thought she might be able to revert back to her crawling ways yeah. with no foot, and she won't do it. Mm. So oh. it's like she's unlearned that skill. It's really interesting, but, mm. but she's good. Lots of snuggles. Yeah,
0: care so so about important, her. I know. Prayers <laughs> and thoughts going mm-hmm. her way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. More importantly, are you still mad at me about that picture thing?
2: <laughs> no, I was never mad. In fact, when you posted it, I was like, well, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. I don't know. <laughs> it was very.
0: Are you mad at it my It seemed lack a lack of self awareness and a little bit
1: 13 Idiotic yeah. behavior.
2: I just, I think the best part was the reveal when you were like, I did not realize that's what you said. Yeah,
1: that, right. was that, that, that's the, that was the best part in my view. I mean, I just. <laughs> I the best part was how. can't believe you.
0: How obtuse and unaware.
1: Obtuse is a great word. Yeah, I would say that's an, it was an obtuse move, but. Okay, thank yeah. you for confirming. Yeah, sure, no, I, d- I don't wanna deny. Word. Sometimes. Maybe you're a little obtuse sometimes. Sometimes I wish I wasn't so accurate with
0: the. Self description? Self description. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's cool.
0: Today we are going to be talking about a very important topic. It's something that Christina talked about last week mm. in our Thursday seminar. The, I don't know what you actually called it, but pausing. Did you have a, a, a longer title to this topic, Christina? <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> well, I was pausing to lead well, and then yeah. I had a bear, like a bear paw. And it he was, was a waving. Very silly pun.
1: It was a real bear, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, was cute.
2: It was cute. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: um, so I actually wasn't there personally. And so I'm super excited to hear a little bit about your thoughts <laughs> on this topic. I think it's a very important topic. And. Um, could you share just a little bit about what you shared and like, I know that sounded weird. Can you share a little bit about what you talked about and kind of like summarize (laughs) it and like maybe highlight the major points? Yeah.
2: Um, so I talked about pausing to lead well. What does that look like when we pause while doing our jobs? Um, last week we did a whole thing on self-care or Matt did stuff on self-care. So it kind of goes into this idea of self-care But even more so than that, just when you're in the midst of something, take a deep breath, pause for a second, regain your thoughts, regain your breathing, get centered, whatever it it is, so that you can lead well instead of um, just rushing forth and doing things and then kind of spiraling out of control and making mistakes. Mm Because that happens a lot. When I rush... I I make a lot of mistakes, and then I have to clean them up later if you can just pause for a moment and realize like, what's the worst thing that can happen right now. Usually it's not that bad. Sometimes there's crises, and you just have to go forth, and I mean you can take a pause on that, um, but you have a much shorter pause. But with most things in life, you can take a decent break to think for a minute, and then move forward with a better plan. But, uh, so I divided it into five different reasons why we should pause. And so, uh, the first one is pausing to find beauty. Um, and that kind of goes into a self-care piece Mm. as well as like a spiritual piece. I talked about, um, even walking around on campus, everyone's so used to campus by now, um, that sometimes we forget how beautiful it is Mm. and just taking a moment when we're, walking through the canyon to take a deep breath of like, how good it smells down there and how green it is. Um, and so, yeah, taking a moment to find beauty and how important beauty is in our life, but we can talk more about that one. Um, later, uh, then there was pausing to find wisdom and understanding, um, which I think is probably the one that we most think about. Like when you're in a conversation with someone and you're like, oh, I'm not sure what to say, so just take a moment and pause and I feel like introverts kind of have a one up on this one. Oh, I agree. Mean, like a lot of extroverts are like, I must fill the silence with words. <laughs> and it's OK. You can pause. You can take a moment. In fact, you don't even have to even answer right away. You could just be like, thanks for sharing all that. Um, I'll get back to you later. And <laughs> it sounds a little impersonal. But at least in what I do, especially with disciplinary meetings, I often don't have a good solution right away. I have to think about it. And that's totally great. I had a little acronym called think. um, Is what you're wanting to say. Is it true, helpful, inspiring, or intentional? um, Necessary, or kind? Um, So, when you, before you say something, think. Think about those five things. Um, Then there's pausing to find perspective. Um, And actually, Grant kind of talked more on this one. And yeah, do you want to take it?
1: I'm trying to remember what I even talked about. You talked about (laughs) that. That's (laughs) so bad. It feels so bad. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That sounds really awesome. Way to go, Christina. And then I'm like, what the? That Christina. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, Being uh, cognitively generous. Uh, Yeah. That that one was a good one. It's um, it's to getting perspective essentially uh, on people that are different than you. Uh, And so, being cognitively generous is, um, well, okay. It's, it's, in response to a natural thing that we do as humans and it's all humans, which is to be a cognitive miser, the miserly old man, you know, who hoards all of his money. Basically, our brains are meant to be misers with our energy. And so we're constantly trying to save energy in our thoughts. And, um, what that often does is means we have categories for things. Um, the simple, uh, the the simple illustration is like you have a category for what a chair is. Like, and it's important to have that category because then you don't have to think every time you walk into a room, like, hmm, is that a chair or is that something to stand on? Is that something to put my food on? Is that just a, you know, is it going to hold me up? You don't want to have to have all those thoughts. You go, okay, there's a chair. I'm going to sit on it and be will do that that easily. When that gets you into trouble is of course, when you're categorizing people, uh, and people are much more complicated than chairs are, mm-hmm. but it's very hard. Every single person you see to have to kind of have open categories for them. It actually it saves us time to be like, oh, well, there's that person who's like this. They look like that, so that means these things. This is the way they might act. This is if they're safe or not, blah, blah, blah. Being a cognitively generous person means that you, take a mi- you basically have to pause and think a little bit more than just like two or three things that you know about a group of people or someone else. Um, and you can actually change your behavior so that you don't categorize and stereotype quite as much. But it takes a little bit. You have to think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So yes. what you're saying is we stereotype
1: chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's if it's an safe or thought. not. You, you you stereotype everything. <laughs> Doors. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Coffee. Uh, yeah. So that was perspective. Um, I had one other little point about there of like when things are getting really stressful and difficult. I like to just. Um, as I said, blow it up, <laughs> um, and like blow it out of perspective or blow it into perspective. and essentially take it a much wider, um, shot of what is happening and pull yourself out of it and think of like, okay, there's all of eternity <laughs> going to live, um, what's happening right now. And then kind of zoom in on the situation, look at it again and be like all right in the grand scheme of all eternity how important is it that i do this or this or this will i does it affect my salvation does it affect what's going to happen tomorrow really that much and i think a lot of times there's such an urgency in our culture and in our lives especially in college that we have to get stuff done now in a certain way and it's really actually not that big of a deal um yeah and then there's pausing for protection. I kind of call this like the Jason Bourne or Sherlock Holmes effect where um, they're like sitting in a diner or something and someone's about to attack them and then they start looking around and observing like all the things. And they're like, well, that person has a weak knee so I can take him out. That kind of a thing. But you, <laughs> in your sense, like just observe your surroundings. Like where are you at? What is this person in front of you um, Looking like? Are they hostile? Are they happy to be with you? Um, are they like rubbing their arms because they're cold? Should you get them a jacket? Like, just there's a lot of reasons to pause to just notice what's going on. We talked about um, hikers getting lost because um, our minds get in a crazy place when we feel like our lives are on the line. And so, um, hikers will be out and they might like miss a trail or the map will be incorrect. And instead of looking at their surroundings and possibly just pausing to go back to where they were before and find the right spot. They just keep going and going, and then they get lost and sometimes even die because they won't stop to go back. Um, and then the last one is just pausing to find Jesus, um, which is kind of self-explanatory, but just taking that moment to be with Christ, but also taking a moment to notice that he is present in the situation and like looking for him in the situation, um, so that when you're like, where, like, where's the good in this, or where, like, what do I do? Remembering, like, God will give you strength. He will give you words. He will, um, he will be with you through whatever's happening. So that was kind of mm. the longish summary of what I talked about. It's just the five: pausing to find beauty, wisdom, and understanding, perspective, protection, and Jesus.
0: That's so good, and so many really good. Like, I love a uh, little examples of. The Jason Bourne, Sherlock Holmes thing—that's really good. Kind <laughs> um, of tell me a little bit about the origin of the idea, and like maybe even sharing from your own personal uh, experience with this idea. Both of you guys, like, why is this so important in the context that we're in, and why did you feel like it was so important to talk about with our RAs? And start with you, Christina.
2: Yeah. Um, hmm. I think well, I think it's just an important lesson for life. So I shared the story of, uh, freshman year I was on, it's called archways. It's basically walkabout for freshmen and it's elective. And you just walk through the Red River Gorge and it's really beautiful. And our team's motto was don't rush it. And that was it. And we were like, okay, we won't rush it. And our team, um, was known for like taking really long breaks, like 2-hour breaks where we would nap and like eat and play in the water um instead of trying to get to our campsite. Um and we just we were like, "Well, we won't rush it. We will enjoy the creation." One of our members got sick halfway through and so we waited a really long time for them to feel better and um then when we went, we went and we took good care of each other. Um, and we never tried to rush, and oddly enough, we were one of the fastest teams. We always made it to our campsite on time, and um, we didn't have to take one of the lesser campsites because another team got to it first. Um, and I think it just set the tone really well for the rest of the four years for me of being like, okay, like I don't have to rush through things here. I can notice things. I can um, take a deep breath. Um, I don't know, is this when I talk about the nail? Okay, so um, I had a moment two days ago. Oh, wow, feels like a long time now. Um, And I had already given this talk, and I was thinking about it, and um, Etta had gone, my daughter, um, we were walking around, running in the grass. She was barefoot. She was chasing after puppies and eating strawberries, and it was a beautiful day. And I paused, and Grant was actually there, which was kind of fun. And... um, She was in front of Edwards where they did construction, and there was a little enclosure, and she had walked into it, and in my head, I was like, I need to go get her because I can't really see her anymore, and as soon as I had thought that and was, like, about to turn, I heard her cry, and I just felt like, oh, something bad has happened, and she was just standing really still and crying, and I figured she probably stepped on something. There was, like, some broken glass around, and I was like, oh, man, so I picked her up, and Grant was like, wait, don't move. And I was like, "Is it bad?" He's like, "It's kind of bad." <laughs> and so oh. there was a nail uh, oh. stuck in her foot. It was so terrible. It, yeah, it hadn't like come. It was like a roofing nail with a really flat bottom, and it was stuck inside her foot. And he like tried to pull it out a little, and was like, "Nope, it's in there pretty good." It went through like almost half her foot, um, and almost hit the bone. It was not pleasant. Oh, mad X-ray that's a was.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that X-ray. X-ray was heavy when we yeah, saw that. Oh. It was pretty bad, I and
2: she took it so well but yeah i just was like oh my gosh and you know i deal with student crisis situations but when it was her i felt so much like urgency
1: totally different when it's your baby totally different
2: and yeah i i didn't remember this grant just told me this right before but i guess like i started running to go home holding her and um we had our stroller and he was like do you want me to walk with you and i was like what i feel like i should go faster i don't know and I guess I said something like, let me pause to think for a second. (laughs) And I paused. You took your own advice. (coughs) You (coughs) took your own advice. Yeah, I grabbed my uh, purse and whatever else I needed from the stroller. And I was like, can you just bring it back later for me? And then I called the right people. And then we got home. I sat her down on the couch with Peppa Pig and a lollipop. And she was doing really great to the point where when students came in, they were like, there's something wrong with her. She was very calm. And then we took her. They pulled the nail out, but wow, yeah. But it was a good reminder of like, okay, what yeah, a you champ, can pause. Etta, what a champ! Because I was in my head panicking and like, I need to run to the hospital. I don't know her, like, doctor account number or who her doctor is. It's been several months since I took her in. There's just a lot of things, but mm. yeah, it's good to not rush. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I mean, literally, like, you were about to go down a bunch of stairs, and I was like, I'm glad you paused. Like, what if you you know, rushing, you're running, and you trip or something? I mean, yeah. anyway, very practically, <laughs> that's, yeah. like, pausing can save injury. <laughs> right. Save right.
2: injury and, like, save time as well, because I would have forgotten that and then had to have come back, and that would have been awful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, that was, t- that was really tough to be a part of. But, anyway, Ed is doing great. We're so happy about that. Yeah. Uh, larger uh, to to back to the question specifically about like where did this idea come from? Why do we think it's important? It was an idea that I've been kind of, have been honestly like literally like marinating in for the last four or five months. Um, Just a lot of, it's like one of those cool things where you, at least that I I like it, I love it when I hear a lot of stories, ideas, see a picture, see a video, whatever. And it all kind of connects, even though maybe it's from many different sources. And so I was listening to a podcast about um, uh, police conduct and in, in uh, and in de-escalation tactics, and a lot of it has to do with pausing. Um, I watched a video on Buzzfeed about uh, the best way to talk to a little girl um, by not like just only complimenting her looks, and like what's the best way to do that? And, like actually talk about her as a whole person and encourage like that kind of thing. And, and a big part of that was kind of like the cognitive generosity idea, like just stop and actually think for a minute. Don't just say the thing that everybody always says, which is, oh, you're so cute or blah, 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 right? Actually say something more substantive than that. Like, oh my goodness, like that, those those shoes look like they're great for dancing in or what is your favorite book or those sorts of things. Um, and then there were just a few, you know, just general like spiritual formation ideas. There's a lot of pausing that happens in there. Um, A lot of, you know, things along the lines of meditation and breathing exercises and whatnot. So that kind of, it just, when I was seeing it come up in very important things, more than even just pausing to like feel more calm, um, that made me think, gosh, I think this would be such a wonderful tool to talk to students about because nothing in their life is telling them to slow down and uh, when I was like, wait a minute, this actually has, uh, it can have life or death consequences. And it can determine how you move forward with a relationship. It can set the tone for someone's life, all that sort of thing. I thought, you know what? We should talk about this. Um, especially the way that communication goes these days through um, instant you know, the way that social media is so, it encourages, it's actually contingent on immediate reaction. Um, and that's fine for some things, but when it becomes like all communication becomes like that, that's not helpful. Um, I think that, gosh, I mean, it, it, I don't have to convince anybody that these days we're just saying all sorts of horrible, hateful things in every platform possible mm-hmm. as, a, as a country. Mm-hmm. And so I think just taking a minute would be a good idea occasionally because I get pretty mad these days. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that are said that are bring up passion. You know, they get, they, they're hot buttons for me. But being able to like humanize people before chopping down their idea or their mm. belief. That's that's a, that's a huge value for me. So I wanted to be able to do that with the RAs.
0: By the way, I did uh was it yesterday? Did you guys all get the nationwide I
1: did The yeah. President <laughs> warned me. He warned me about things. I, I thought of that, that because it's like
0: as a whole nation, mm-hmm. we took a moment to be like, What
1: is happening? <laughs> I know, I know. Everybody got on their... T- it was so fun. I was out. I was at a coffee shop, and everybody looked at their phones at the same time. We were all like, "Oh, President Trump saying hey to us."
0: And then, have you seen uh, the memes that have been created since? No. Like uh, the George Fox memes. Instagram posted like uh, the you know the alert emergency like heading, and then it goes. Robin Baker just wanted
1: to tell you how much he cares about you. <laughs> yeah. See, I love that. See, that's nice. Uh,
2: that's hilarious. Yes,
1: yes, That's exactly. We paused as a nation. <laughs> we did.
0: So. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you both think prevents or encourages um, just that rush and that lack of pausing um, specifically in a campus setting?
2: Well, I think what influences the campus is where the campus is at. I talked about... Like our culture in general of valuing efficiency expediency fast food you know social media all those things we just talked about a little bit and how hard that is to push against like that need to get stuff done right away especially even how colleges are organized you know you have due dates you've got homework and um especially here we are really good group of very studious people it's hard to get them to come to events sometimes because they're like no I have to get my homework done which is a good thing but I think yeah college just makes people feel like okay I have to get it done in order to get a job in order to do all these things it's all these future life events that they're making uh, students essentially worry about like if you don't do great on this test you're not going to get a good Grade, which means you're not going to be able to go to grad school, which means you won't be able to get your dream job, and all these things that we worry and obsess about, and people end up spending hours and hours poured into homework to get these perfect grades, when the reality is and this might be a little heretical. Um, if God wants you to do something with your life one day, get that perfect job, whatever, like if that's truly within his plan, even if you get a lame grade somewhere, He will make a way. If you're doing your best, like and sometimes things happen, like he still will help you find a way. It's that some some of us found
1: our way to this room, this very room that we're sitting in with some bad grades.
2: (laughs) Yes. Some of
1: us might be me. me. (laughs) And I was not talking about you, I was talking about myself, (laughs) Min.
2: But, like, I have friends who are doctors who are amazing. They're not terrible doctors or anything like that. And, like, they had a bad day. They had a bad test. They had plenty of them. And, like, they still were able to get into the school that they wanted to. And, like, it happens. Sometimes those things just happen. Um, Obviously, you should do your best and not, like, be like, okay, God, I'm just going to get C's from here on out. You need to get certain (laughs) grades for certain, like, professions. But you can take a moment to breathe and to pause. And I shared one story where there were multiple times in college where I felt like, okay, I should stay up and do my homework or write this paper. And then I would feel this little like prompting in my heart like, no, I think you need to go talk with this person or you should actually just walk outside and watch the the heat storm, um, which is like a thunderstorm in the Midwest where there's like no rain, just lots and lots of thunder and lightning. It's beautiful. Those are awesome. They're so awesome. And like They do
1: not happen here. Yeah, they don't Oregon. happen
2: here. It's so sad. And so I went out to do that and I'm like, I feel like I should be studying and I would pray to God and I'd be like, you know, Lord, I should have been studying more. I know that. And I really felt like I learned a lot in this time and like I learned about your beauty and creation and just please, will you help me like do okay on this test? And I would get there and like actually do really great on that test because I took a moment to pause and my brain like needed that. Um, and I think God definitely had some major grace on me or I've had tests be canceled where I'd be like, okay, I'm here to take the test. And they would just be like, you know what? We just decided to move it. And we're like, why? They were like, well, we just, you know, thought you guys might want more time. That happened to me a lot of times. I'm not saying Christina, that that's I think you're a truly theology. blessed
1: person. I that's basically what the <laughs> conclusion is. No, probably. It is probably some... <laughs>
2: I had some really great teachers, and I don't think you should base your theology on that at all. Um, Just a a teeny,
1: teeny bit. Just a teeny bit.
2: Maybe just a little bit.
1: No, but, I mean, can I I jump in? There's actually, I mean, what you're saying, that there's a lot of, a lot of our rushing, a lot of our, you know, crazy, and our meaning, I'm totally concluding myself in this 100% is a sense that we have a lot more control than we actually have over certain things. So two things, so when we like spend all night, when I spend all night studying or finishing work or whatever, um, the neuroscience of that would would back up what you're trying to say, which is by actually getting some sleep Mm -hmm. means that your brain had time to categorize, sort and internalize that information and those concepts. cramming is is show, is like proven to be maybe good for a test but you don't retain it long term and i would say that even cramming itself like if you're better rested you're just going to do a better job like your brain yep. has actually done something with that information so there's a lot of truth to what you're saying of like is another mm-hmm. hour of studying going to be helpful or another hour of sleep or another hour of just relaxing so i have less stress hormones in my body mm-hmm. all that's really good the second piece is like yeah god can do some things the yeah. world does, the world works in ways that we really don't understand. And we think this is the way to control it. Um, it's a little bit, I mean, I think a lot of pausing is letting go of some control because mm-hmm. a lot of that rushing, a lot of that thinking that even taking two or three minutes to kind of just sit for a little bit or something mm-hmm. or to use 30 seconds even before you rush in. Because let's say, let's use the example again with Edda. It's your baby, right? So everything in your body is telling you you have to protect your baby. Mm-hmm. It's the most valuable thing in your life and your body is telling you just rush and go and sprint mm-hmm. uh, but you t- if 30 seconds isn't going to be the difference mm-hmm. in that situation but 30 as far as making sure her foot's okay or not right mm-hmm. right but the 30 seconds right there might actually make everything better like right like you know, just people driving to the hospital like your emergency room if they're mm-hmm. like speeding going out of traffic and they get in an accident right mm-hmm. i mean so very very practically like those moments w- it is it is it's essential. It's not mm-hmm. like a bonus. Mm-hmm. So I think pausing it's important to think about this because mm-hmm. th- there's wh- when I I think when I think about pa- like what a pause could be, there's a lot. Like so, let's just talk about. I think you you brought up a really good thing with um, people not coming to like a, like RA events or whatever because they, they have homework to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I would argue they're probably not even doing homework. They're just watching Netflix. But um, <laughs> if they're truly working that hard, but they can't take a pause or like a little bit to go and enjoy having some some social time with some people. Um, that they uh, basically are oh, how do I say this the best way um, I kind of lost my thought there it's terrible I was on a roll but basically like th- that's just assuming that you that you that something good won't come of that experience of doing something different than mm. the control that you want of like I can't stop this thing to get this grade to get into this school to get this. Requirement to whatever to impress my professor, as though these other things are lesser, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you could even make another argument of like going and doing that event will increase your like um, like emotional intelligence because you're interacting with other people exactly, and that's ultimately kind of what gets you the what job. people actually
1: want now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and then and even furthering that, it's connections too. Like the people yeah. that you go to school with, like you should think of them as. <laughs> they're the wonderful beautiful people but also the extra you, you are connected to this network of people at this mm-hmm. school and mm-hmm. so being connected with them is very important in the future mm-hmm. yeah. right for career for jobs for even f- everything just your social connections are extremely important
0: yeah i mean that's that's i really that's a really good point i think that's like where i usually go with, I, when i think about like a, a typical student who doesn't pause is someone who really they're trying to do a lot of great things they're trying to be debt free you know, Mm -hmm. out of college. They're trying to get into those schools and maintain that GPA. They're trying to maybe even network and like um, be friends with everyone and really have no like time or space for like self-care and things like that. But what happens uh, to that student is that they miss out on kind of like long-term development, I think. Mm -hmm. Because if you're sprinting from one day to another and the biggest goal in your life is really just that graduation day. Mm -hmm. I think people wake up to a massive, massive reality like that day after they're like, what was all that for? And then they're not even like, they haven't even like processed through, um, some of the more like soft skills in life or like the emotional intelligence that, that a lot of employers look for. Mm -hmm. Like for me personally, like I, I wouldn't trust like a 25-year-old like a PhD like graduate who've, who's like, you know, only studied their whole life. They've been in right. a lab the whole yeah, time. Yeah, they've been in a yeah. lab or they've just kind of been like almost isolated to their, to their work. And I think uh, the point is like what I love about student life and what I love about what we do is that we, we try to touch on those more holistic points because in the long run, those actually play out better and I even think of it in terms of like a, of like a like a business concept. Like I think the return on investment into these mm. into these activities and into these like practices of pausing and things like that actually increase our health, our well-being, like even our ability to make wise decisions and make mm. financial decisions and relationship decisions later on in the future. So if we're not like processing life throughout, especially these massively important, critical, pivotal years in college from like 18 to 22, you know, traditionally, then I think it's hard to develop those skills afterwards because then you're working or mm. then you're, you become even busier because of grad school or whatever, or you're in a location where you don't have that much community or whatever. Mm. It's super hard to like make up for that. Um, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but like that's, that's what I worry about. And so like to be, to be like debt free, is great. To have a lot of friends and have m- meaningful memories is great, but I think what's lost when we don't pause is like that ability to refine and to really like narrow and like, like clean up your life in a sense, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. do that maintenance mm-hmm. and have like a clear vision and direction for where you want to go. And I think that ultimately slows you down more than if like debt or any, any of that other stuff.
1: I got a question for you specifically, man, because I think um, what I I I would hear uh, I could hear it myself, but also Mm -hmm. some other students um, might say in response. They go, "Well, okay, pausing." Like, first of all, it'll feel selfish to them. Um, A lot of times, they're like, "Well, no, I need to hustle, Mm -hmm. right? I need to I need to I need to grind every day to Mm -hmm. get what I want." I mean, especially in a lot of professions, a lot of things. In perfecting their craft, in. Uh, making those networks in making these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for yourself, like that's that's something where you're like, hey, I've I've struggled with laziness, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been challenging myself to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, where how would you respond to those students when you're like, well, I am leading a fast paced life, but I also feel like it's balanced in these different ways, right? Because yeah. I think it's coming from someone like me. Everyone's like, oh, well, Grant's like the chill one. Like he's <laughs> he's always talking about slow things and whatever. Yeah, I think that's I am predisposed to probably pausing more. But I see a lot of people that live a balanced life that are moving and shaking quite a bit, but it's maybe not leaving them burned out at the end.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I would argue that I do a lot of pausing. Mm. And the reason why I do a lot of pausing mm. is because I'm saying no to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm prioritizing well, like, what I actually want to do every single day. Yeah. And so, like, you guys know I'm, I'm doing my own podcast every single night. I'm in Stevens. Mm-hmm. at 11.30 every single night Oh, this that's week. where you're doing it? Yeah, that's where, that's where I'm oh, doing it right it. now. And yeah. it's to not bother Isaac. And I don't, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to be up there at that time. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll check in with Dave. I'm sure he's cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just up there by myself. Um, but what I'm doing, though, to make sure that that happens uh, and so that it doesn't eat into my family time or eat into other things that I prioritize is that I've stopped watching tv Mm. i stopped i've stopped listening to music Mm. like i only exclusively listen to audiobooks and podcasts now i haven't even heard like a melody in like three weeks you know what i mean but like those are the decisions that i'm trying to make every single day i'm trying to highlight this idea of like i am intentionally like reorienting the way that i live out my life and i think that's good so if you have this passion and you have this like really cool vision and you're doing that exclusively, I think the hustle is great and the grind is great. So pausing is not contradictory to that. Mm -hmm. I think we need pausing when we don't have direction in our life and when we're trying to do a million different things. And it's just overwhelming us because ultimately we either are not resonating with it. Like someone has told us that's the way, that's the blueprint of life. Mm -hmm. Or someone has told us that's like the way that you get ahead in life. And that's just not true. It's like actually once you find a lot of self-awareness once you know yourself very well then yeah sprint go full speed because you're already established that um that discernment right mm-hmm. and i think that, that's the power of pausing in, in, like in my perspective like that's that's actually the end result of healthy good pausing which is you only do the things that you really really love to do and you create a lot of time to do those things so that's yeah, that's how I would answer that. I like question. that. Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah, that's what I kind of assumed. Um, yeah. But I, th- it's I think there is that false dichotomy that 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 being self the work to be self aware is is somehow contradictory. It's different or it's in opposition to a fast paced life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think you answered super well. Yeah, <laughs> what I, I the think is. I think
0: that I don't know. You guys can speak into this, but like the the hard and difficult aspect of integrating pausing is choosing great things from good things Mm. it's not like it's not necessarily just a lack of discipline or a lack of maturity it's like there's just a lot of wonderful things out there to do Mm -hmm. and i think we crave you know meaningful experiences and deep relationships and amazing opportunities and i don't know like to me when i think about pausing I often think it's an internal struggle. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, who am I? And mm-hmm. what, what am I want, wanting to be about? Mm-hmm. And how do I exclusively um, craft my life as much as I can within my control to make it that, make that the reality? I don't know. Where, you, where do you guys often find um, the most difficult part of integrating pa- pausing into your daily life?
1: One of them is realizing that it is actually a decision. Oh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's a decision. It's an intentional piece. That's interesting. Meaning, it's not going to be given to you. Mm-hmm. So, th- there's a certain amount of gosh, why doesn't my life uh, tend towards pausing? Like, why haven't I designed it that way? Well, sometimes it's just doing it. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I, I think I shared this as an example uh, in the class last week. But there's some moments where. I have, quote unquote, like dead time, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, 15 minutes here and there between some things. Yeah. And instead of just jumping on my phone, trying to check some email, um, just sitting down mm-hmm. has been really important. Mm-hmm. Laying down has been important. It doesn't have to be this like epic spiritual retreat of a week right? You know, right. To, to gain some perspective, to gain some clarity, to kind of check in on where I'm do- Like when you talk about self-awareness, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't even know what I'm feeling because I've gone through so many different interactions with people. Yeah that have been up and down and all around and I'm like, that was awesome. I had such a great connection with this person. And then oh wow, like that was so difficult with this other person or wow, I have so many other things building up. And so I'll just literally feel the tension of my body and being able to just to to be like to stop and pause to sort that out is so important for the next thing that I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Having residual emotion from one meeting and then taking it to another one mm-hmm. is is can be pretty rough. It can definitely af- affect your work relationships, your yeah. friendships. When I'm going home, I shared that those examples too of being done with work and then going into my home with a bunch of little kids, and how that can be kind of wild. I the biggest failures I feel like when I have as a parent is when I haven't sorted as much as I have time to like what I'm feeling from the day and I go home and I bring that home Mm -hmm. and I have the anger, the the distraction or the exhaustion. And that's terrible. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, I, it's worth it to me because I hate bringing an unsorted version of myself an Mm -hmm. unprocessed version of myself into another situation. Mm -hmm. And and then that, those people reap those consequences. And then I feel like I don't like feeling unsorted. I don't like feeling scattered Mm -hmm. anyway. So that's just one of the aspects of finding that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that one, too. I had an instance last week where um, Seth informed me of something that made me um, very emotionally angry. And I was like, why did you just tell me that? I'm about to go into a one-on-one. He's like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have thought about it. And <laughs> And then, yeah, I, I met with Riley, bless her, and I was like, Riley, I just, I just need to think for one second here and just get this out so mm-hmm. that I can be present with you. And, yeah, I think there's a moment where you have to pause to not carry in things into the next meeting that's so important. But I think thinking about um, pausing, it's a sacrifice. Um, mm. Like Something has got to go in mm-hmm. order to put that time there. And, yeah, it isn't given to you. You have to make that time. Um, mm-hmm. Seth and I just looked at our calendar um, this last weekend, and we were like, you know what? We just need a little bit more time. Our schedule is fine right now, but, like, we just need some more time to pause, to take some self-care, to work on professional development. And so... Um, We looked at our budget. We figured out like how many hours a week we could do for babysitting. And then we have awesome babysitters. Thank you to all of you. If you're listening, um, who are watching her now three days a week for a couple hours. And like, that time is amazing. The first (laughs) day we were like, I'm cleaning the house. It's wonderful. Someone's watching her right now. It was so good to schedule in that time and then be like, all right, this is our really intentional time to read our Bibles. Um, read a fun book or catch up on work if it carried over Hmm. whatever it needs to be but that we're not worried about taking care of our um, very needy but wonderful (laughs) child he just needs constant supervision she's (laughs) just in
1: that spot that's all (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah um and then one other thing that i thought about um and i I offered this um, piece of advice that one of my old bosses gave me. But for those of you who are like me and they're your twos on the Enneagram and you just feel like you have to give to people as soon as they ask you something, he had this thing where you hold up your hand. Um, I got to remember it correctly. But essentially you like pull down a finger every time you you say a phrase. Um, And so someone has come to you and they're like, I need you to help me right now. Um, And once you've kind of assessed what it is, um, If it's not a life-threatening emergency and they're just like, I need this right now, you can say, yes, I hear you. Yes, this is important. Yes, I want to talk with you. No, I can't do it right now. But yes, let's make a time later to do it. And so Mm -hmm. there's like five different things. I'm going to have to hold up my my hands
1: when I'm doing it. People think I'm weird, but (laughs) I'm I'm going to use that more. (laughs) Sorry, I I have my itchy hands.
2: But, I mean, that's just kind of the thing, like, you can tell people, hey, you're important, I want to hear you, this is good, but I can't do it right now. Why don't we figure out a different time? And I found that to be really helpful and freeing when people are like, I need to talk about my boyfriend now, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's not usually that, but...
1: Not doing that is how I end up doing meetings in between meetings, as I'm, like, walking through campus or somewhere and probably talking about very confidential things (laughs) way out in public Mm -hmm. is when I don't do a good job doing that. That's awesome.
0: So we're kind of, uh, hitting on this a little bit, but could you paint a really good picture of what healthy pausing and the practice of pausing has done in your life and can do for, for people who do commit to
1: that? it's been very important. Pausing has been very important for me specifically when it comes to that emotional intelligence piece Mm. about knowing how to acknowledge my emotions before something difficult is going to happen, whether it's just like a tense conversation or it is like a on, you know, I'm on call and I get a duty call and I'm like, (gasps) what's happening. And I've been asleep or something like that. Um, that, Knowing myself in those situations before I go into it gives me a lot of freedom to be like, okay, this is who I am, I know that I'm human this way, this is hard for me, it's scary, but I'm still gonna do something about it. I'm still gonna be participating in it. Uh, I still have something to offer in this space. Instead of when I'm st- you know, literally stumbling out of bed, and you feel like you've already made a mistake when you're responding to something, you're on the phone, you know, you're trying to find your shoes mm-hmm. <laughs> and your keys and you're about to out get out the door. That pausing piece of like, you know what, even if not, even if it isn't even picking up the phone and not calling them back in like a minute or something, having to, I, I say this to Katie, uh, my wife a lot when we're talking about her kids is I don't like to unteach things. Mm. And so what I mean by that is there's a lot of hard questions that the kids ask us and they're asking a lot of great theological questions and like big moral questions right now. I don't wanna give them the kid answers. I wanna give them the one that's appropriate for them, but I don't wanna to have to unteach a silly idea hmm. about a big uh, thing in four or five years. So that also goes with mistakes. Like I don't, In an in emergency situation, I don't wanna make promises. I don't wanna yell at somebody. I don't wanna say something that's out of turn because that has a lot of consequences later, right? If I, if I send someone the wrong place, I say everything's fine when it's not, or I say it's a bigger deal than it is. If I don't have that sorted and figured out, and, or at least being able to find, you know, take the time to be like, I don't know how to do this. I need to get help. You know, I mean, how many th- times have I done something when I should have ca- asked for help from somebody else, called somebody else to come and be with me, me trying to figure it out. Cause I'm like, this has to happen in this moment. And then you got to fix it later. Right. You have to unteach some things, mm-hmm. <laughs> unsay some things that that's where it saved me. Mm-hmm. I rush a lot. I have a pretty, uh, quick panic button in my mind and <laughs> that doesn't help me ever. It doesn't help me ever and that being aware of that button getting tripped and still slowing the train down mm-hmm. it's invaluable Yeah. Hmm. yeah
2: i just <clears throat> i think of students saying this phrase so so many times like weekly i'm just so overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> i hear it all the time and i think being able to pause eliminate some of that overwhelmed piece when i think of myself um not pausing i imagine like this tornado essentially of just like <laughs> all these emotions and things happening and just like can't stop moving and i just need to like i don't know how you stop a tornado but essentially like you get in the just, cellar
1: you get in the cellar and wait for it to cellar. go by
2: no i'm thinking like sharknado you like throw a bomb and do it and it just is that it how it that stops. works yeah but anyway so what is
1: your bomb? i mean wait, sorry <laughs> well, i just really want to know what that is that's my bomb oh there that is stuff. it is yeah. the it's the what is it the all of
2: uh in the grand scheme of all eternity thank you and throwing it that's in your air. bomb christina
1: before
0: you watch <laughs> the next sharknado movie is it sharknado please 5 take a pause. please <laughs> take a
1: pause <laughs> think about your what you're gonna spend your time doing because we're at, at least sharknado like three or four now aren't we something like that anyway yeah
2: five but yeah
1: <laughs> oh it's five. Oh, oh i'm sorry christina i forgot wow you're a connoisseur
2: no i'm not actually. i am db over them. here <clears throat> um but yeah so assuming my life is shark nudo um taking that moment to <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean that's funny but way more accurate to a lot of people that we know right? that you should feel be. like you're
2: like spiraling you're out joking. of control and so you just need someone to throw some perspective in there or Liz Simmons gave a really awesome story of a moment when she rightfully was very upset and, but was about to say something not so good and someone just placed a hand on her um, arm and it just kind of reminded her like, this matters. Yeah, (laughs) this matters what I'm about to say. It matters. It will affect me. And just to slow down and like that human interaction, I thought that was a really awesome story. Um, Yeah. Just take that moment, even if it's just a second, just a breath. Um, it can help.
0: I love being able to model in some ways just how to counter that, that common statement of I'm overwhelmed with like, no, I'm living a full life and mm-hmm. it's, it is acknowledging the busyness of it, but not feeling out of control. And I think um, just imagining like a life where y- you have a lot of say in what you do every single day Mm. and you have a lot of control and, um, just a lot of, um, joy and hope and laughter in the midst of that busyness. I think that's the type of vision that I like painting when it comes to, um, this idea of the benefits of pausing. And so like, that's where I go with it. I think, you know, our culture really, really celebrates busyness and work. Right. Mm. Um, I actually like preached the sermon right before I left, uh, Chicago, on that very topic of Sabbath and rest Mm -hmm. and kind of like the biblical theology and the old old Testament theology and practice of Sabbath. And like, I was looking up like resources and examples. Like I was looking at like the words of like Bon Jovi and in that song, like (laughs) I can die uh, or I can sleep when I'm, when I'm dead. I think that's what the song is called. And I think um, especially like in a city like that, there is that, there is that value and there is that, um, Propensity to um, almost make it an arms race of who can actually stay busy or who can stay um, like just like in a chaotic, overwhelming like lifestyle more because that's like actually valued and people think that's like a good thing. And I think um, um, what you, what both of you have highlighted is like there's a beauty and there's a, a, a dimension. Of life that really benefits from us, like slowing down and pausing. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really important idea. Yeah. Um, we are just about out of time. And so I wanted to give both of you guys kind of like one last retort
1: response. Mm-hmm. Retort? I can come up with all of those. Now, I think that. I love I, when you talk about the return on investment, mm-hmm. you know, when you're thinking about the big things that you're working on, I think pausing is really what it sounds like. It's not, it, it's a really short amount of time that you can insert throughout your day mm-hmm. in little spots here and just gonna pay dividends. I just think about that. If you take, if you in total, you take five minutes of pausing, that mm-hmm. could be five one minute little spots before, let's say, class, and you just sit outside for a second, take some breaths, go in, no. you're gonna see big, big dividends. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm going to be a little mean, and I wish I had talked more about this, but I think there's a lot of pride mixed with rushing Mm. and the idea that, no, I'm the only one that can do this. I can't delegate it on to someone else. I have to do it. It's got to be me. Um, Someone else can do it. They can. Um, It may not be the same. It might even be better, but you don't have to do everything. Um, And then the other part with that is... Some people think like, no, I'm going to be that one person who can do everything and do it all right. And I used to think that there were some of those people in the world. Um, And then slowly but surely over time, I started to see the cracks and started to see how like these highly successful people seem to do everything right and have everything good. um, Things just start to fall apart. And no one ever saw it coming, but it just things start to fall apart. Hmm. Um, there's cracks. Good. There's always cracks somewhere. No one can have it all entirely, um, unfortunately. And you might disagree, but I, I think you should think about it more. I think you're right. And think you're right completely, yeah. <laughs> and so if you think that you are that person, you should pause and, and rethink that. Because um, everyone needs to pause. So.
0: Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, Christina, hey, thank for you. being here this morning. Um uh, And we'll catch you next time on An Educated Life. See ya.